Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hi folks, Gordon Brewer here, and if you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Practice of Therapy podcast, which is part of the Sightcraft Network of Podcasts, and I'm so proud to be part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan and the Shrink Think podcast and the great work they are doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the Practice of Therapy podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the business and clinical sides of running a private practice. And be sure to check us out at practiceoftherapy.com for all the great resources and free webinars to help you in your own private practice journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We've got an exciting episode today. As always, they're always exciting episodes because you know what? Every time Nathan and I get together, you never know what's going to happen. We just know that we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about some stuff and hopefully accomplish something somewhere along the way. Um, But today we've got a follow-up to this episode that we did recently on forgiveness. And this actually comes from Monica. And she listened to the episode and gave us some feedback as she was talking about it. She was like, oh, okay, I get it. So it's like this um, whole prison that you are like living in with unforgiveness is kind of like living in Candyland. It's like, oh, I'm just like going along, do, 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 you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, look, this little like gingerbread guy. Everything's <laughs> wonderful. Oh, no, I fell into the into the pool of I don't I don't remember the things in Candyland. Um, I don't either. But it's like, yeah, I was trying to help. you. And, and it's like all this stuff is like happening in your brain. And it's not even real because in the real world, you're like angry or resentful, hostile or like not talking to this other person, or if it's with yourself, because we, Nathan and I were talking about self-forgiveness as well, that you can ultimately be in this prison and imagining that you're out and like, well, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going here. And one of my buddies is there right now, like in the, the meadows of Tuscany, Italy, like, oh, it's so wonderful. Or you're in Candyland. It's so amazing. But instead you're in this dank prison that's wet and moldy. So Today, we're going to be talking about how do you free yourself? Well, first of all, maybe even how do you get yourself into this prison that you've put yourself in? And then also, how do you free yourself from that prison? So maybe, Nathan, you can give us kind of a head start on like, yeah, how do we, for ourselves, you know, whether we're talking about unforgiveness for ourselves or unforgiveness towards somebody else. And let's even assume that there, if it's somebody else, like there's a legitimate wrong that's happened. Right. So it's not just that you've made that part up, but it's like somebody actually has betrayed you, hurt you in some way. How do you get yourself into this prison in the first place? Yeah, I think you hit on it right there. The reality is, is that 
what gets you in there is that something is wrong. Something should not have happened. And it doesn't matter actually if it was intended or not. You can get into this by, let's say that you did something against your own character. Like it just, it's, it's, um, you, it was a moment of weakness. You did something and you're like, whoa, on, upon reflection, you, you sit there and go, I do not even believe I did that. And you cannot let it go. Sort of like a Christmas story where the kid, you know, yells out fudge, <laughs> except I didn't say fudge. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. That's a, that might be a little easier to forgive yourself later, but yes. Yeah, something like that. Something that is kind of surprising. Honestly, clients that are coming in, I think the biggest one is when somebody's inebriated and then they do stuff or they hear that they've done something and then the next day it lands on them like, what, what did you, what? no, I didn't do that. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And it's wrong, right? So what you do is, is you charge yourself with that wrongness. You now do not deserve some things, whatever those things are. You, um might need to isolate because you are a bad person because you because you would do the same thing if it was somebody else you'd be mad at them for doing that you might not talk to the, to a person that you've offended because you are scared about everything that's going to happen with that but they're never going to like you again they're going to reject you for the rest of your life so you cut relationships off and the reality is it could be the other person and this is actually this is probably the majority of the time the other person is probably not as angry at you as you are at yourself in that scenario. There are definitely some things that that, that would be different about. But go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. Are, are you saying, too, then, like, would this apply for you're talking about, like, if you did something that was against your own character, uh, would this same thing apply if somebody else did something, let's say, maybe that was against their character or just they did something else that was wrong? That same dynamic might be true where in uh, relationally, like they're not talking to you or you're not talking to them. You're kind of charging them with the wrong. What you did was like wrong and I can't face you or I don't want to face you. I don't want to talk to you. Are you saying those things, two things are sort of parallel? They would. And the other side of it, just going there would be like somebody does something to you that you it's not really in their character or or it could be something that you typically maybe guard yourself a little bit with this person and then they you decide that you're going to trust them a little bit and they do exactly what you have always guarded yourself about and you're like that is so you're so mad kind of at yourself actually right which is welcome to the prison you know you know clang here's the doors so um but also though now that person will take the one that um is just kind of not a good person in general they probably don't care how they hurt you they this is kind of how they operate it's um, not necessarily a shock they've probably been told before like you've got to be more careful and respectful of people and and they really are not um we're just taking this as kind of an example because in that scenario this person is just living life like willy-nilly as a bad person and you're supposed to just be like well just be okay with it You know, I'll just be fine with it. And it's like, no, you're not fine. You're like, that person's got to pay and they're never going to. Yeah, that's true. And and I hear a lot from people also um, the other side of it, too, where the other person has acknowledged it and and maybe even really like, you know, apologize or whatever. And then that makes it a a really difficult situation too. really. I think Mm -hmm. as we're we're talking about it, Mike, these are all 
tough situations. Right. Because this person has done the wrong, apologized, and you are sitting here saying, I should forgive this person. I know that's the right thing to do, but mm, I just can't find it because what they did was wrong. That never should have happened in the first place. And especially if there are these negative consequences now that you're dealing with, like now I my car is totaled or now um, I have a child. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's a little extreme. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but it's, I'm sure there's somebody out there going like, seriously. But that does happen. <laughs> like just these, <laughs> these extreme things that could happen that now you're left to deal with where you're like, yes, that thing happened and they apologized. But <laughs> sorry, Nathan's like trying to keep it together, <laughs> but he's just imagining. It's, we're gonna have, yeah, we're gonna have to cut some of this out. <laughs> no, it's great. I think I think people enjoy it because come on, like you never know what's gonna happen. We said it in front of the episode, right? Here we you did. go. We, we did. We promise and we deliver. Here you go. <laughs> but seriously, like. You know, this bad thing happened, they apologized, took responsibility, but you're still left with these negative consequences. Maybe that's it costs a lot of money or it's hugely inconvenient in your life, or maybe even your life now has to go in a completely different direction because you can no longer whatever do the thing that you were gonna do before now. And and you are stuck now saying, I should forgive this person, but this thing happened and now my life is different because of it. Yeah. And you know, I want to add in here as we're talking, just because to kind of cover the full spectrum, there are some things that <clears throat> are so bad um, that they do in relationships. And even though that happens, you are still in a position where in order to get out of the prison, you have to forgive. That's just the pathway out is actually doing the forgiveness, which we're going to talk more about. But I wanted to speak to that because it's not what you're saying when you forgive somebody, well, let me say that differently. What you are not saying when you forgive somebody is, it's totally fine. It's totally fine that you did that. It's okay. Anyway, well, let's move on. You're not doing that. What you're doing essentially is understanding the humanity that's going on that's involved. Like there are no perfect people out there. You can like when you're when you're needing to forgive somebody else, one um <laughs> Sounds, I was going to say trick, but I guess it is a trick kind of, is to get in touch with the stuff that you have done wrong in your own history, whatever that is. Um, you have done things where people have um, came against you and they couldn't believe you did that and that kind of thing. And you basically, what you're doing when you do that is you're understanding humanity. You're, you're human. There, there are no perfect people running around. And, and you're kind of, in this sense, aligning yourself with this person that wronged you which is the thing that nobody wants to do. Um, you even might hear that and hate the idea because you might want to believe, no, 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 no. I am not like this other person. I am better than that person. I would never do thus and such, right? Right. But then somebody else could say this about you, right? Well, I'm better than you. I would never do whatever you did. And so in essence, you're saying you need to sort of put yourself on the same playing field of, yeah, I could see myself doing doing that, or I have done something similar, or I've done other things that are maybe not the same, but I've hurt other people in the same way that you have hurt me. Right. And getting in touch with that is kind of the vehicle that you're getting in in order to walk, like drive out of the prison, so to speak, to walk out. Because if you don't, then you the, the candy land that you're living in is this delusion 
in which you are somehow more valuable, better, and awesome than humanity itself. It's not just that person. You're above everyone. And that's why you're this martyr in prison, right? You're in this prison of your own making, but you're in your mind. You're like, but I'm the martyr. I'm the victim of the whole case. I don't deserve to be in this prison. And we're like, yeah, you're right. And also you put yourself there. <laughs> right. It's a double whammy. You walked in on your own. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. I think when you were talking about like getting in touch with your your humanity also in this imagery, I kind of imagine it as being like, that's the thing that uh, that like, I mean, there really are no locks on the door, but it's the thing that swings the prison cell doors wide open. Getting in touch with your humanity is the thing that's like, OK, now you have open doors. And the other part of this is you still have to walk through it. And I think that's the part that when I was talking with Monica about this, that's the kind of tricky part. Well, like, how do you actually get yourself out of the prison? Like, I get that concept, but what kinds of things do you do, which we'll get to in a minute here. One of the things I, you know, to add a little bit to this imagery, the thing that happened, the wrong that happened, that wrong thing does need to not happen again. So here's the rub. In order for that wrong thing not to happen again, that wrong thing should be locked in a prison, right? We should lock the wrong thing in the prison. So, which essentially is kind of why you're walking in. You're walking in with that wrong thing that needs to stay in the prison. But the reality is you are not the wrong thing. You have to somehow separate from being that thing. And you are not chained to that wrong thing. Like it's not this huge ball that's chained to you and it's around your ankle and you forever have to be stuck to it. Right. So that's therein lies why I was saying earlier, you have to get in touch with your humanity. Because your humanity is not that wrong thing. It's, it's something different, I would just say. We'll, we'll just Because we're not going to get into the whole humanity discussion. But it is something different. And as you get in touch with that vulnerability of, the, of life itself, that it's not that things, I don't want to say things just happen. Like, that's not true. Bad things do indeed happen. And in order to maintain who you are, meaning like you're, you're in life, you're just trying to do your best, you're trying to be respectful. You have to get back in that and, and go, okay, I'm just one other human on the planet. Some people care about different things than me. Um, and some people are just in a different maturity level. And some people are making choices and then realizing that that was not a good choice until after they make the choice. And that's part of the humanity as well, that there are no perfect people out there and you're not one of them either. It's not like you've never made a bad choice where you did something and you're like, oh, crap, I should not have done that. That was not a good choice. Well, it's done, right? And maybe it hurts somebody else. And now you're realizing, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Same thing, right? So part of the humanity is is realizing that we're all trying to do the best with what we've got. And hopefully this other person, I mean, we're not talking about like toxic relationships where the other person is like absolutely a narcissist, which we'll talk about in another episode where we'll actually address the topic of narcissism and what it is and isn't. So it's not like you got this person who's like, yeah, I don't care. I just was doing for me, right? It's not that. It's more of like the humanity of like maybe somebody made a choice and they didn't realize the consequences that it would bring. And now here they are and you're suffering them. So ultimately, you can separate yourself from that. You can leave that ball and that chain that is not attached to you. That's just in your hands, right? You're just holding it. You can bring that into that prison cell and you can leave it there. 
And now we need to go through the process of you walking out. So the challenge of this is you have to do things that are going to go against what feels right, what feels natural, and what you've probably always done. Because forgiving someone is kind of like walking backwards, or it's like running backwards, doing something where it's like, let's go for a run. Okay, turn around and start running. You're like, what? No, that's like weird, right? Let's go up this hill, turn around. Um, Or if you go into the elevator and you stand the opposite direction, it's uncomfortable, right? That's exactly what walking out of this prison cell is. So kind of in general, to keep with this analogy, and we'll break it down what it means um, literally, but as an analogy, you have to walk out slowly. You start by taking a step and then another step and then another step. So one by one, you're walking yourself out of this prison consciously and intentionally because ultimately there are things that you believe about yourself, like you said earlier, that I don't deserve this or I do deserve this other thing that have kept you in the prison. And in order to walk out, you have to challenge those beliefs. You have to choose to believe different things about yourself and different things about the other person in order to walk out. Now, the, the thing is, you don't actually believe those things. You might know them to be true, but emotionally speaking, you're like, I don't trust them. I don't feel good about this, but I know it's the right thing to do. And so you're choosing to align your actions with what you want to believe. Right. So that first step, if we break it down, we've already said it, is you begin to get in touch with your humanity. So you start, it's not a behavior per se, but it's a thinking where you think, okay, let's do this human thing. Um, one tiny example of that, if if you've ever seen the movie Goodwill Hunting, there's the scene where he's at the at the pond. <clears throat> I'm not gonna go into big explanation, but the char- the main character's in therapy. He completely offends the therapist. Uh, it's, he's, he's literally attacking the therapist with his mind. The therapist re- responds by like really harshly against him. Then they meet the next session as they're now at this pond. And the therapist, who's Robin Williams and Matt Damon's the other character, says to you know, Matt Damon, hey, so I, I, I really had trouble sleeping last night. But then I remembered something and I slept like a baby. and." Matt Damon goes, oh, yeah, what's that? And he goes, you're just a kid. And essentially, that's that first step of getting in touch with the humanity of like, what's actually going on here? And the therapist was remembering like, okay, this is just a kid in process. And yeah, he should have never treated me like that. But the reality is, is that he is a kid. So part of it is, is, is really looking at the reality rather than the offense. Yeah. And then along with that, there's this whole step of you're walking into fear. You're walking into your fear, which is, well, if I forgive this person, what's going to happen? They could hurt me again. They could reoffend. They could exploit my pain. All kinds of negative things could happen. And of course, part of it is like you need to be wise and discerning about that. But assuming that that's, those things are not part of the equation, right? That just makes it a little bit complicated. Assuming those aren't part of the equation, you have to walk into your own fear. This is like what you're thinking and feeling inside of yourself, and you have to challenge it. You have to say, even though I'm afraid that you could hurt me, you know, in this example, Matt Damon, you know, like this kid could hurt me again and say something to hurt me. Now I actually understand something differently about myself and about him. Oh, he's a kid and he's in process. 
he may say and do things that are hurtful so I can be a little bit more prepared. But you know what? That may happen again. And I am going to take that risk by showing up here at the pond, by continuing to work with him, by continuing to be in relationship with him. I'm choosing that risk. I will be wise about it, but I'm choosing that risk, even though it's scary to me inside. So therein lies this piece. That offense that happened to you is not about you. It's not about you. It's not for you to own. You did not deserve it, which I know you know that you didn't deserve it. But it was never about you in the first place. Just like when the character is saying, like, I remembered you're just a kid. It's not about the therapist. It's about the process the kid's in. This person who did this um, should not have done it. And here's the other piece that we haven't really, I think we spoke to in the first one on forgiveness. You don't, you're, we're not talking necessarily about that you need to reconcile yourself to this person. We're not talking about like, okay, we'll get back in a relationship with them. But you need to go through the process of remembering who, who did you think this person was? What influence did you believe they had in your life? And you probably are not going to land in the exact same place where you were the first time, right? So the temptation to be like, I can never get back there. Like, yeah, you can't. We're, we're not going to go back there. You might, uh, you're definitely not going back there before. But you might not go there again. Yeah. And when you talk about not being in relationship with them, just kind of to circle back, you know, as we head for home in this episode, it's really in your mind. Remember, this is a prison that you've created for yourself in your own mind. And what that might look like is ruminating on this person or what happened, dwelling on it, churning it over, like, you know, thinking about things you could do to get revenge or Whatever you're doing, that's like you're just carrying this thing and turning it over inside of yourself over and over again. That's like being in the prison. So walking out of the prison may not mean reconciliation in the relationship, but it does mean being free of all those thoughts that have plagued you and weighed you down in your own mind so that they're no longer taking up space and you're free to explore the rest of the world outside of your own prison cell. And you don't even think about that prison cell except from time to time of like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing happened. But you're thinking about other things. You've moved on to like other relationships and other growth and happiness and joy and other things outside of what happened to you. The wrong thing. Remember earlier I had said this like you've this wrong thing is something that you are wearing almost like clothing. Right. So it's really like. The wrong things that are in that are not supposed to happen, everybody kind of agrees to that. You know, everybody, even the guy or lady who's doing something bad to you, in a different context, would be like, yeah, you shouldn't do that to people. It's you <laughs> right. know, like, but but the reality is so those wrong things, if you can kind of picture it, are kind of all in prison cells everywhere. And then when you walk in because that wrong thing happened to you, you you pick it up and you're like, This is really wrong. Like, okay, you need to put that back down and walk out of the cell. And understand that, like, yes, there is a prison with a bunch of wrong things in them, and you don't need to own it. Yeah, just in kind of in closing, I like this imagery as well, because you're kind of painting this picture that in the world, there are people that are going to hurt you and situations and all kinds of things that are going on. And there are these opportunities, like there are these prison cells everywhere with doors open that are like, welcome, come on in. And you have the opportunity in life and in relationships to walk into, you know, a million different prison cells and then to spend the night there or spend days, weeks there. And what we want to encourage you to do is to choose forgiveness so that you're never living, you're never spending too much time in those cells. Maybe you walk in and you dump that ball and chain, right, of the thing that happened and put that in the cell. But then you 
immediately walk out and you stay free. You stay walked out because that's where real life and real happiness and contentment is lived outside those prison walls. Yeah. So get in touch with your humanity. Remember what's going on. Get in touch with the fact that you are not the wrong thing that that's happened and it's not about you. And if you need to make your own changes because you've done something that you regret, be honest with yourself and realize that that is not who you are either. Those are things that you did. In light of all that, have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.